know a lot about golf. It's time for those weekend golf guys. Well, we're waiting. On SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Here's John Ashton and Jeff Smith. It is us, just like the man said. Those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Uh, the The golf cave is uh, on wheels today. From what Matanka Conk or uh, Matita Conk? I was close. National Golf Club mm-hmm. in upstate New Jersey, full of a bunch of golf pros uh, that we're teaching, having a great time. Okay, Matita Conk. Matita Conk. Yep. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful place. Is that anywhere? Practice facility beyond all others. Is that anywhere around the the Great American um, uh, Resort? Is there a big hotel there? No, no. This is this is kind of out a little bit. Yeah. Well, I, so, the reason I asked is I used to work for Canon, the camera company. Uh huh. And uh, we had a, a huge annual sales meeting at the Great American Resort that used to be the Playboy Club Resort in middle of nowhere, upstate New Jersey. Flew into Newark and we drove for whatever. But yeah. be- because Canon is a Japanese company and the executives are all sent over from Japan for a seven-year stint in the United States. And since uh-huh. golf is very popular in Japan, but also very expensive and hard to play because yeah. there's a lack of space. Land is at a, a premium there. We, we woke up, had breakfast served from 8 to 9.30, had meetings from 10 till noon, had lunch from noon to 1, and then played golf for the rest of the day for four consecutive days. <laughs> <laughs> It was, what a good idea that was. It was a beautiful thing. little insight into the Japanese culture. President of the yeah. company was talking with the branch manager of the Southeast where I worked in Atlanta and said to him, Mr. Hayashi, do you play golf? And Mr. Hayashi said, no, I do not. And he said, oh, it's a great game. You should learn. Well, in Japanese culture, that was a direct order. The next yes. day he went out, bought golf clubs and started taking lessons. No doubt. And within six months, no was, doubt. was very, very good. So what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about how you can be very, very good. We're going to talk about how golf is such a messed up game that you can be very, very good today and not so much tomorrow. That's just how it goes. It is golf after all. And we're going to talk with uh, special guest Rick Marcy, who's a friend of the show. He's uh, from New England, but lives in Florida. So we're going to talk about golf, about a training device he has, uh, about golf in general, and about the Red Sox in particular. You know, when oh, you get Red Sox, come on! When you get a couple of you know expatriate New Englanders together, that's what you know. Go Sox! That and a whole lot more as we are ensconced in the Cut Golf Studios. We are those weekend golf guys, and hang out with us because we're coming right back. You watch golf on TV, you're going to see golf ball commercials and you're going to see pros like Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth telling you you should buy the golf ball that they think is the absolute best. And I wonder, how much do they pay these guys? And then I realize, you know, the golf ball companies don't pay these guys. We do. Every time we pay $40, $45, $50 for a dozen golf balls that someone told us is the absolute best, a large chunk of that goes to these guys who are already millionaires. A top-of-the-line, tour-quality, four-piece, urethane-covered golf ball that's long off the tee and easy to control around the greens should cost you about 20 bucks for a dozen. And if you buy it from Cut Golf, that's exactly what it will cost. CutGolfCo.com. Use the coupon code weekend golf guys and it will cost you even less than 20 bucks i can get you two bucks off every dozen you buy the more you buy the more you save i just made that phrase up cutgolfco.com use the code weekend golf guys 
I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. You will be able to tell us apart eventually. You listen long enough. Thoseweekendgolfguys.com. You want to find out who we are, what we're about, what we've done over the past few years before we were introduced to you. That's where you need to go. Also would invite you to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash golfguys. I thought they could tell us apart the second I start talking because it's two different voices. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they can. I just yeah, wanted to make just, sure we put a name with the voice. This is me. Good. That is him. <laughs> this is me. John, I was working with some of these guys uh, in, in this last little, little excursion out to Matitakonk, and, and there's some good friends of mine that are, that are outstanding teachers, one being Mr. Mike Adams, who's a world-renowned uh, teacher, and another, uh, a golf, uh, golf magazine uh, top 100 uh, teacher for sure, Terry Rolls. And Terry is a, a great teacher. He's got a winner on every tour that exists out there this year. It's unreal. He's got mm. six different tour winners on six different tours. It's crazy. Wow. Doing, he's doing wonderful work. And, and we were talking uh, a little bit in, in this uh, thing with a bunch of other golf pros and just kind of going over one thing or another, talking about the, the influence of the right hand, the trail hand for those of us who have to talk to righties and lefties. But most of the time it's righties, so we just say the right hand. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about it in where you put it, how does it match your body, how do you deliver it, and what not only, of course, is that going to make the club and ball do, but what does it make your body do? And are you aware of the influence of the position when you put it, say, oh, let's say slightly under, you know, mm-hmm. like halfway between on the side of the club and under the club, okay. there's that position that's kind of like oh i don't know let's say if three o'clock on the shaft uh on the dial there on the shaft was uh, was on the side and six o'clock was at the bottom mm-hmm. you know let's say you put it on at about four thirty. that'd be the position or, of your thumb or or no, well no no that'd be the position of your palm your palm you know? okay okay yeah your palm would be about four thirty, right mm-hmm. and and you do that and when you do it what happens john if you were to stick your hand out and put it on at like three o'clock yeah. And stick it out in front of you, yeah. and then you turn it to 4:30. Notice that you, you're exposing the the underside of your forearm, and your elbow rolled into the into the, your side a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, it did, didn't it? Yes, it did. Yeah, everybody's like that, right? So right. when we turn our hand like that, we're actually turning all the bones in our arm, and it actually even goes all the way up to the shoulder joint. But nonetheless, you can see it, you know, on the inside of the forearm. And what that does, it kind of tucks the elbow in a little bit. And for some players, that actually is a pretty good thing. But for some players, that's a pretty bad thing. You How know, do you discern kinda, the difference, man? Well, that's the thing is that, you know, a good instructor can give you a physical screen to figure out what position your right hand should be oh, on the club. And then what would that make you do? If, if your elbow was in and you delivered the club, your hips would kind of shoot forward a little bit. You know, that's kind of an under grip. And, the, and then as your arms come into your body and you're swinging, your hips will kind of shoot forward and your head will tilt back a little bit. You'll have that. And some people can succeed that way, but others cannot. And so we got to be careful with that. And, and the opposite is also true. You put it on the side and then that won't cause that. But if you put it more on top, more like halfway on top to the side, so mm-hmm. maybe on that 130 position, yep. now all of a sudden you've got a whole different thing because when you take your hand and you turn it to that position, your elbow rolls out. And that's more of a pushing down position. That makes your body do a whole different thing. It's really pretty cool. The influence of what happens to the body. But also, as we talk about it, the influence on the club face, of course, which changes the ball flight. And it's an unreal thing how we had this conversation about just effectively just this and what it would make a player do. And it's real fun to talk with other great teachers 
who understand the influences and they know who to tell to do what thing with. And as we have these great discussions, we learn more and more and more about how important a guy's setup really is. Yeah, that would appear to most of us to be a a really small thing and just one more small thing we got to think about when we set up. The the thing is is that if you find a a good instructor Mm who will figure out what's right for you, all these small things become just part of what is a a pattern of setting yourself up to, to succeed for you. And all of a sudden, you get these little pieces and say, hey, John, these little puzzle pieces that are make up you, mm-hmm. these are the only ones you should be paying attention to. And then what we, we put those things together, and you've got your one golf swing that won't hurt your body. It's the most powerful, effective thing you got. And then what we do is we train it, and we give you drills for shots that go with that. It's unbelievable how little things, just like that right-hand position, Right, slightly under, on the side, slightly on top, what that affects and then what you should be doing with it. Knowing what it would do to the golf ball and knowing how you could deliver it, it's crazy. I'm completely impressed with some of the things that I continue to get together with other guys and we, we share back and forth with each other. I'm completely impressed with all the things that we find that are happening. First off, I just got to say, man, you guys have some scintillating conversations when you're together, man. Let me tell you. Whew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got that right. You know when the best time it happens? What's that? When we get some wine involved. <laughs> we get some wine involved. Next thing you know, <laughs> these things turn out to be a whole lot more fun. You know what happens? It changes the language that we use. When, the wine? When sitting at the, well, yeah, it does. It changes the language that we use. It, it also changes the volume a little bit. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> the difference, we, we even change locations. You know, like last night, we, we went to Matitaconk, and we were all nice and calm and, and a subdued voice. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then we, we decided, well, okay, this is a wonderful place. Don't get me wrong. But let's go out and get some pizza. And so we went to a different place. And then that pizza place actually was a sit-down place. And it was, a, it was a, actually a really good Italian restaurant. So some people got pizza and some people got some other stuff. And they came out with this monster bottle of wine. <laughs> Somewhere, I don't know, half hour-ish later, it just seemed like that we, we were a tad bit more animated <laughs> yeah, talking about these things, <laughs> right? Yeah, and the vocabulary starts to uh, go from multisyllabic down to four-letter words. Well, I'm not suggesting that golf is a four-letter word, but it does have four letters. <laughs> yeah, it does, which hence would make it a four-letter word. And there are a lot of people who would say that it is a four-letter word, and it's called golf because all the other four-letter words were already taken for other purposes. Uh, would would you be at all able to give us some idea of what kind of a problem changing the position of your right hand might fix? Well, there's a couple things. Let's say that you're the the top the the, the slicer guy mm-hmm. who always presents his club face to a golf ball um, where the club face is not pointed left of the swing he's making. Okay. More often than not, a right hand turned a little bit more under the grip, which puts the elbow in and arm swing out and the club swing out to the right, 
but it also makes the club face turn a little bit to the left. Okay. And that's one of the things that many good teachers will take a good look at is the right hand grip in terms of curing uh, a certain kind of problem, you okay. know, a ball curving to the right. They'll, they'll do that because it'll move the club right and twist the club face left uh, about the same amount. It's pretty interesting. So should, should this be another test that we use if we are in the market to find a, uh, a, a good golf instructor is to ask a question like this and see if they know the answer or if they look at you blankly and say, oh, that doesn't matter? That could be one of the questions I would want to know if a guy understands the, the physiology okay. um, and the anatomy and, and, and how these things work together. Because if you've got an instructor who doesn't quite get uh, bone structure and muscle structure and how we move as human beings uh, and doesn't do, do some sort of predictive uh, physical screens, it'll be very hard for me to think that that golf instructor could really be uh, very quickly effective gotcha. for you. Physiology experts, anatomy experts, and you thought these guys just played golf. Shows you what we know about these guys. They are so deep, and they have scintillating conversations. Ah. Love to be a fly on the wall in the next pizza joint you guys are at. <laughs> All right. Hey, we we have, speaking of scintillating conversations, we got a bunch coming up, and we are ensconced in the Cut Golf Studios, and we will return there, too, in just a moment. Come back with us. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5golfclub.com. You watch golf on TV, you're going to see golf ball commercials, and you're going to see pros like Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, telling you you should buy the golf ball that they think is the absolute best. And I wonder, how much do they pay these guys? And then I realize, you know, the golf ball companies don't pay these guys. We do. Every time we pay $40, $45, $50 for a dozen golf balls that someone told us is the absolute best, a large chunk of that goes to these guys who are already millionaires. A top-of-the-line, tour-quality, four-piece, urethane-covered golf ball that's long off the tee and easy to control around the greens should cost you about 20 bucks for a dozen. And if you buy it from Cut Golf, that's exactly what it will cost. CutGolfCo.com. Use the coupon code weekend golf guys and it will cost you even less than 20 bucks i can get you two bucks off every dozen you buy the more you buy the more you save i just made that phrase up cutgolfco.com use the code weekend golf guys john ashton here jeff smith there on his way in between Mel, Melo, Matita Conk, Matita Conk, New Jersey, and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Hopefully, he will be able to uh, multitask, talk to us, and keep his eyes on the road simultaneously. But that's what it's like when you're in demand golf instructor. They want you everywhere. And, well, it's fun, that's for sure. And Jeff will go anywhere to teach people how to play golf really well. Um, except he won't come here. He makes me come to him, which I don't understand. But I don't know. Maybe I'm a busy man, John. Maybe it's because I don't I know pay. That you've got a little excess of time. <laughs> that could be it. Man, I made I made a cardinal error. Did you wear your St. Louis Cardinals hat? No. Is that the cardinal error? No, that's error not that the cardinal about? error I made. I the, the error I made was finishing uh, walking off the green on number 15 Yeah. on the backside. 
and saying to myself, oh, my <laughs> God, I've just parred every hole on the backside. <laughs> Otherwise known as the kiss of death. The kiss of death. That was it. <laughs> and that's what Mark said. He said, you blew it down, buddy. <laughs> you just should have kept your mouth shut. <laughs> that's right. You should have just left well enough alone. <laughs> that right there is when the golf gods start throwing their lightning bolts your direction. That's is right. that what happened? <laughs> Time to come back to earth, my son. That's right. We've got ourselves a wiseacre on our hands. Let's slap this guy down with some dose of reality. Uh, the golf gods were very, very mean to me on the front nine. They were throwing all kinds of impediments in the way of me. I mean, lip outs and stopping short and missing greens by a little bit or by a lot. It depends. There's so, I don't know what it is. Maybe there's just so many different techniques that I find on $5 Golf Club with chipping and watching your videos and trying to remember what technique goes with what situation. But I was blowing chips left and right on the front. On the back, man, I was doing great hitting it at the flag they were checking up everything was cool yeah. um but on the front man i running over running through maybe not getting there and there's nothing worse than trying to chip your ball and have it go about three feet and have your next oh, shot yeah. be another chip from a worse yeah. lie than you were in the first time isn't that just a whole big bag of fun oh man i think not well let me tell you when you're talking about chipping just basic chipping, not fancy, just basic chipping. Mm -hmm. You know, I got a good video out there on that, and I know there's a couple things that I can relate here. First, you got to have the, the big picture view of this, and I'm going to come off sounding like Captain Obvious here, and you're going to go, yeah. <laughs> um, is that you want the bottom of the arc of the swing to be just barely at the bottom and in front of this golf ball, mm -hmm. which means that you did hit it on a descending forward blow, but it was not quite all the way at the bottom okay real close to it right but then you go okay yeah that's great where do i put the ball here it, you know and i and i'll say first why not step away from your ball for a second and set yourself up so that the club just sits in the middle and you're at a comfortable not a difficult stance no leaning no tilting none of this stuff and I'm going to say, look, just kind of feel natural, feel normal. And then I want you to push down on your left foot a little bit. So you're feeling heavier on the left foot than you are the right. Okay. And then I'd like you to put your hands on your club and just start going back and forth and scuffing the ground. And I bet you'll find out, John, that if your club just brushes the turf, the low part will be just left of center of your body. Mm -hmm. In which case, what a great place to put the bottom of the golf ball. <laughs> Now, uh -huh. you could do that and then look at that and go, huh, I probably ought to step up and hit my next chip shot just like that. <laughs> so I know where the bottom of the arc is going to be. Mm -hmm. And that was an easy motion to make because I know a lot of people, John, that they, they, they hear this and they go, yeah, that seems so easy. But I already do something similar to that. I'll bet they don't. I'll bet they just set up and they're pre-tilted to the right, you know, balls back and they tilt their shoulders to the right, move their head back over there, and it looks very centered because their head's already back there. Yeah. But there's a lot of weight back there stuck on that right foot. Mm -hmm. You know, John, your head itself, I mean, yours probably weighs good 80 to 150 pounds. At least. Um, no, I'm sorry. It's that uh, big brain of mine. People, yeah, that's it. That's what it is, the brain. Yeah. 
but most people, John, their, their head weighs, you know, somewhere in the 20 pound ish mm-hmm. to 30 pound range of just the skull itself. And you think, okay, from a weight distribution perspective, as soon as you put it back there, that, that goes back there. But then you can't just pick it up and move it over your shoulder and put it back down. You, you actually have to tilt a little bit to get it over there. Yeah. Then your right shoulder's more there. You got more of the upper body weight. Now, all of a sudden, you've got an awful lot of weight stuck on the right foot, not to mention the angle of the shoulders. The left shoulder's high, the right shoulder's low, and the bottom of the swing arc is now below the right shoulder. Then you don't hit your chip shots very cleanly. Sometimes yeah. you dump them in the ground, you know, like that one you said where you go and it just dumps right in front. Yep. And you got another chip shot just barely shorter than the one that you had before and it's in a worse light. Yep. Yeah, that's usually the one where you've tilted too far to the back and you dump that one. Why do so, so many of us amateur golfers yeah. have the idea that for a good chip, we're supposed to keep our feet close together and have the ball aligned with our right foot if we're right-handed, our left foot if we're left-handed, and and uh, hit it that way. I mean, who who came up with been, that? That that technique was taught for a long time. But let me tell you, I'm not suggesting to you that that's a terrible technique. I think that people overdo that. Um, if your feet are very close together, they're not very far off center, and the ball is back a little bit, so the club's still on its way down, but it's still pretty close to center. Okay. So I'm not suggesting it's a horrible thing, but I'm in suggesting a lot of people overdo that. Um, they, they put it on the back foot without putting the feet dead center first. Yeah. You know, so the, so the ball's really way far toward the right shoulder. And then when it's back there, then they have to tilt down there to get it. And then, again, like I said, then the low point of the swing arc is all the way back there, and then they just mess it all yeah, up. But I think that that's just somebody took something that worked pretty well, and then there was a people made it a, a larger version so much kind of like a, you've heard me say before you know too much of a good thing is mm-hmm. no longer a good thing mm-hmm. kind of like too much pizza yeah um if there is such a thing as that it's possible right eventually uh, like yes too, much, too many brownies too much chocolate mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. too bushy of a mustache is potential for that right <laughs> Okay. So, so it could be too much of a good thing is no longer a good thing, right? I've heard that. I have yet to experience it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, too many brownies. Too there many, is such a thing, right? There are. I mean, I haven't experienced that part yet, but there, it could be possible to have too many brownies. Yeah, and I've heard that, you know, too much ice cream. You know, I've, I've heard that, you know, overindulgence in anything can really be obnoxious, yet there are only a very few things I have ever overindulged in and found to uh, actually have a limit to. So there you go. <laughs> okay, then. I'm just kind of limitless, you know? Limitless. Limitless. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, again, one of the things that you go into great detail on, and you can uh, further uh, research this at $5golfclub.com, is, I mean, you carry more than one wedge in your bag for a reason, and it's not just distances. There are different lies, different results that you want to get that – Right. Necessitate the use of different kinds of clubs. Yeah. And that right. one of the things that I always thought was kind of weird when I played with you is you, before you actually scope out where your ball is, those few times you're not five feet from the pin on the green after your second shot, then uh, you usually walk up when you need to do a chip or a pitch or something, and you've got multiple clubs in your hand because you yeah. don't make any decisions until you actually see everything, the lie, etc. Yeah, you're right. A couple things that I know about that, John. I want to make sure that I am prepared to hit 
the shot that I'm going to face. So I take a bunch of tools with me. Mm -hmm. This is where walking has its advantages. Yeah. I know you're going to scoff at that. You've got your clubs there with you. Uh, You know, if the golf cart's way over there, I'm not walking over with one wedge. No chance do I ever do that Mm -hmm. because I haven't yet seen the lie. I haven't seen and I haven't walked up to see the landing area, how hard it is, it uphills, it downhill. You know, I haven't, I don't want to pre-decide what I'm going to have to do here. Yeah. And so I want all my tools. And the other thing is they're just not that heavy. Yeah, exactly. So it's not, you, you know, could take them with you. Yeah. And not really suffer. I also want to point out here, this would be a good point. One of the, one of the um, elements to a good chip that uh, Jeff has always promoted is the right ball. You need a ball that reacts well. You need a soft ball, one that will spin very well. And we have found the Cut Golf Company's Cut Blue golf ball. That's not the color of the ball. That's the model of the ball. <laughs> okay? Don't say, I'm not using no blue golf ball. It's white. It's just called a blue. You know, yeah, it's a little confusing, <laughs> but that's okay. We'll explain it to you later. But it is a four-piece. It's a urethane cover, and I have been using it now for uh, about the last four rounds. And, man, the thing... The thing, even though it costs 20 bucks a dozen, the thing actually works like any golf ball that I've paid $40 a dozen for or more. It's a beautiful thing. So why don't you buy yourself a dozen and prove it to yourself, too? You can do that. Just go to CutGolfCo.com, CutGolfCo.com. If you use the Weekend Golf Guys at checkout, they're going to save you 10%. So buy a couple dozen. The more you buy, the more you save. It's a pretty good idea, really. Oh, it is, man. Twice as many balls for the same price. And and you can afford to lose them. That's the good thing for an amateur golfer, man, is you get so nervous when you get a ball you paid four fifty for on the tee. And you go, oh, my God, I just hope I don't hit this wrong, which is a good way to make sure you're going to hit it wrong. All right. <laughs> so that right. Check it out. <laughs> CutGolfCO.com. Weekend Golf Guys is the uh, little coupon code you want to use at checkout and you'll save yourself 10% off whatever you buy, whether it be the balls or they got some cool hats too. So, all right, we're going to talk about some more. We got a special guest, Rick Marcy. We're going to talk about golf. We're going to talk about how to make sure that you're actually swinging correctly, hitting the ball at the exact right time. And the Red Sox talk about hitting the ball at the exact right time. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, he's, he's a golfer and an Indiana fan. So what does he know about baseball? We're going to be right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Don't you move. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us. Facebook.com slash golf guys. I have just finished my second 18 wearing Tommy John underwear. I normally don't talk about my underwear, but I need to talk to you about Tommy John underwear because it's totally different. They obsess over every little detail and stitch. They use proprietary fabrics that feel like nothing you've worn before. Uh, Because of the way that they build it and what they use, there's a no wedgie guarantee. No wedgie guarantee. Comfortable, stay put waistbands. Luxurious, soft, feather light. It's moisture wicking, breathable, and designed to move with you, not against you. That means there's no bunching and there's no riding up. And there's no funky dance on the tee because you just can't get comfortable. Golf Digest said Tommy John is, quote, the best underwear in golf. And I, for one, have to agree with them. TommyJohn.com slash weekend. You will get 20% off your first order and order a bunch because it's the only underwear you're going to wear once you put it on. TommyJohn.com slash weekend for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash weekend. 
It's us. We're back. Those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. And joining us from um, somewhere in Texas is Rick Marcy, or as he says in his original hometown, Rick Massey, because he's a fellow transplanted yep. New Englander. And hey, all I got to say, Rick, is go Sox. Can't, can't believe what a great season we're having. Can't look, really looking forward to the playoffs. Thanks for having me on again. Guys. Hey, you are quite welcome, sir. Now, I have got to let you guys know, since we have a much larger and a new audience now through SB Nation, that Rick has developed, he's, he's a golf instructor extraordinaire, and he has developed a machine, a very simple machine that has a, what we used to call in the electronics business, a high FLQ, which, is, which is, stands for flashing light quotient. It will, yeah, you like that? You can use that anytime, guys. It will, in my estimation, show you the average golfer, the guy who doesn't care about how fast his ball is spinning or what direction it's spinning in or how fast his club is moving or anything. He just wants to hit the ball right. And this is a machine that will show you how to hit the ball right and let you feel what it feels like for probably the first time in your life because it was the first time in my life i had used the smart ball golf trainer that i actually hit the ball right i gotta tell you rick that the instances of me hitting my irons fat has been reduced by probably 98.32 percent that's a pretty good calculation off the top of your head yes that's impressive stuff right there brother thank you very much i'm good with math this thing with in the studio with my students, especially the beginners to medium players, you know, the, and while we're doing this, I have to say very little except go get me some green lights. Mm-hmm. And, and what happens, John, as you know, if you land your club too far behind the golf ball, certainly we know we don't want that to happen, but all of a sudden you got red lights. Yeah. And then here it is, as you approach the, the back of the golf ball, you're getting some yellow lights. And then all of a sudden you hit the golf ball and you get some green lights. And all of a sudden people are going, Oh, Hey, I got to get my club to bottom out over there a little bit further forward. And all of a sudden their contact's better and they see the feedback now and they feel it. It's better contact, but they saw more green light. They didn't see any red. Yeah. All of a sudden they see only a few yellows and a bunch of greens and they're pure in it. Yeah. And I barely say words. Cause I did it in your studio. I did it in the golf cave, Jeff. And this thing for the first time I actually felt because you guys, you can tell me hit down on it. Hit the little ball before you hit the big ball. All that kind of, you know, stuff. But until you actually yeah. feel it with that feedback, with the lights lighting up green saying, hey, John, for the first time in your life, you did it right. And you say, yeah, I must have because exactly. this felt better than it's ever felt before. I am hitting more greens in regulation than I ever did. And the people I'm playing with, they can't believe it. That's the thing is the consistency, you know, that's the number one thing like Jeff was just saying, you just, it's just lower that light pattern, move it closer and closer towards the back of the ball. So you're striking ball first, then the ground. Mm -hmm. And then you feel that impact on the center of the club face. You can't deny that you feeling, like you said, it's like, wow, oh my God, there's the sweet spot. I thought I had this, you know, I've been hitting the sweet spot. I've been hitting it down on the bottom edge of the club you know, and thinking it was the sweet spot because it's, you know, no vibrations. It's such a pure feeling. But then the next swing, and that, I think, Jeff, you could attest to that. It's more about, you know, you get to, a, let's say, a 3-4 yellow swing and all the rest green. You're hitting it super good. But then the next swing, you have the same plan, same setup, everything identical. There's a red lighter again. 
there's your your release coming too soon hanging back your your right hand normally it's if you're pretty good your weight is left and then your right hand comes into action too soon and i think jeff could attest to that too professionals on tv do that when pros make a poor shot on television it's because the right hand came in and they released they hit with that right hand too soon wanting to help the result of that ball a little bit not consciously but subconsciously and then they catch it a little bit heavy and and pros you know don't really hit a fat shot that goes 10 feet but there's the shot that lands going right for the green, and oh, it lands short of the green by five yards. I guarantee you, if we could go back to my machine and and look at a smart ball golf trainer, there would have been a yellow, a bunch of yellows on that particular swing. Not yeah. all their swings, but even the greatest in the world are lighting, you know, five plus yellow swings on a poor attempt. Some shots, if you're trying to, you know, lob one over a green and stop it quick, you might want a ten yellow swing. Right. For a particular shot, you right. know what I mean. Right. That's right. the thing the about it. You, and then you, yeah, and you can practice that. You can say, "Now give me a ten yellow, but not three reds with it, or a six yellow. I want ten, 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 ten. You know yourself. You can't do twenty in a row, all one number. You know what I mean? No, Whether I, it's four you know, yellow, we're not that yellow. consistent. We'd like to be there, but we're no, 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 no. That's the problem. I think is that a lot of people think that. Pros are much more consistent with a golf swing than they are. It's kind of like a tennis serve, the first serve in tennis. I was watching a match at the Open a couple of weeks ago, and one guy made it on to the, the quarters, and he had gotten 48% of his first serves in, mm. 48%. And it made it on, that's half, more than half of his first serves are missing a little tiny box from three feet away. Yeah. You yeah. know, you know yourself. What's the tour leader in in fairways? Is maybe seventy five percent at the most, sixty eight. I think the tour average is sixty five. So, a, a, the greatest golfers in the world driving golf ball in the fairway six or seven out of ten at the very most. We somehow feel that if if we don't do it at least fifty percent of the time, that we're all messed up. It's unrealistic expectations. That's a big part of, you know, I think. You know, disappointment in golf, unfortunately, that people expect results that really aren't possible. And they expect results that they can't, you know, they get once, but since they don't really practice it an awful lot, they expect that once they yep. can do it one time, they should be able to do it a, a large number of times. Right. And the trouble <laughs> yeah, is that, exactly. that they're, you know, that's just a little bit of disillusionment right there where they just think right. that just because they could pull it off once, they can pull it off 10 times, 20 times, 30 times, and we all know the reality of that. That's yeah. not happening. Not going to happen. That's why the thing with the smartphone golf trainer, you're able to use it inside, in your home, in your backyard, anywhere you want to go. I mean, you can take it to a golf course, you can take it to a range, but you can also just swing on it and get that repetability of your swing, mm -hmm. you know, closer and closer to instead of having, you know, a 10, a 10 light spread, you're down to a three or four light spread every time. That's, that's a, a four or five inch improvement in the arc you know the total arc of your swing tightening it up do me a quick favor be before we finish talking about this so people who are listening go what's he talking about with lights what what is the website address that someone who's listening right now can go to to see this thing to understand what it is we're talking about our website the the trainer is called the smart ball golf impact low point trainer okay. that's all one word smart ball golf that's the key 
at SmartBallGolf, all one word, is our Instagram page. That's probably really the best place to go. Okay. Is on Instagram, at SmartBallGolf. There's there's hundreds of videos and photos that people have sent in, juniors, adult players, all world champion juniors from all over the world have sent us videos that I've reposted. Mm. And our website is SmartBallGolf.com. On there, you'll find our our web our you know phone number and our our email is info at smartballgolf.com, all one word. Okay, so now if if you're confused about what Rick is talking about with the lights and how it's going to actually help you, go watch one of these videos and you will understand because it's really it's a simple. What is it about three and a half foot? Twenty one inches total. The the hitting mat. It's basically. An artificial divot machine. It's an infrared scanner, like in an elevator, mm-hmm. that's hovering just above the grass. And when you swing through it, it lights where your club passes the light field, okay. like a cloud, invisible cloud of light, right above that grass surface, 16 inches long, 10 inches wide, and the ball sits on the left. The right half is two-thirds yellow, and then red lights. So if you're real early, real low, too soon, like most people. And a pro is wearing out the left half of the unit. If a pro used our unit, the left half of the grass would be worn, worn down because they'd never touched the right half. Yeah. If you gave it to a regular person, theirs are all worn out on the right side, and the left side's pristine because they're coming up too soon. For us, the average golfer, the you know once a week kind of guy, Max, the right. weekend golfer, our mantra here is practice, practice, practice. Right. Yeah. And you don't have to go out to a golf course to practice with this thing. Like Rick said, you can put it in your backyard. You can put it in your garage. You can put it in your basement. You don't even need to hit a ball. All you need to do is swing the club. No, and you can hit foam balls, John, with it indoors. You can do pitches and chip shots and stuff in your living room. You just walk by it, flip it on, it goes through the scanner, and now you're swinging. and, And every time you brush an artificial mat, it lights up exactly where you went through the light curtain. When normally you you might brush the grass four or five inches before the ball, the ball flew good, so you think it was good, and that swing from real grass doesn't work. Yeah. You got a fat shot. That's really what it's all about. We all know what the fat shot sounds like. We know what the fat shot feels like, and we know what the fat shot looks like as far as results go, and it's not exactly. something that we like. Destined to become a picker. Yep. And 90% of the world is a picker's. Be, and, and they'd love to, they know pros take divots. I mean, anytime you look at a, you know, look at a par three at a PGA event and look at all the divots that the pros are taking when they're hitting shots, you know, you can see the patterns from, you know, Monday, uh, Thursday's round, Friday's round, Saturday's round, where all the divots were, mm-hmm. where they hit balls yesterday, where the tee markers were. The tour played at one golf course for, let's say, two months. There'd be no grass left on the course. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They'd have to rebuild the golf course because there'd be the tee boxes would have no grass on them. And from a, they'd be bald. From a from a non <laughs> a non golf pro perspective, the one thing you have to uh, get used to is when you do hit the ball right and take a divot. Well, it's going to feel the first couple times just like hitting it short, uh, fat because you feel the club hit the ground, and sometimes you have a tendency to stop saying, "Oh no, I hit it fat." Just keep going. Follow no, through. No, that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Once you catch it with a divot, perfect. Because, uh, like you said, the, the original feeling is 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 ground, then ball. Mm-hmm. The grass blocks the impact. The ball is crappy, so yep. you can hit a perfectly. But that you can't. The perfect part happens first. The impact yep. on the clip. You feel that 
perfect feel and then oh christ a divot and it didn't disturb my flight that is not in the minds of yeah. most golfers they think that's impossible and it they isn't know pros somehow do it they're like they're magic or something no they're not no <laughs> they just learned it they learned they're how the to do few it that learned it that's right they did the practice and the world is searching for this practice tool like you said when i was you know before I became a teaching pro, before I was a PGA pro, before I first started golfing, like you said, I didn't practice much. Like I'm sure Jeff would say that too. Most people just go play. That's right. Because the practicing didn't do anything for you. Right. Because you didn't have – it was like, why bother practicing? I don't even need – I'll hit like five balls, warm up my muscles, and go play. That's right. And now there's a device like, hey, if I use this device and keep practicing with it, even if you just flip it on and use it for 10 minutes and, and – you know, on the way to the bathroom and then go back and go back and watch TV. Yeah. If you keep doing that, you know, every single day, three, four, five times a day for months, you know how much better you're going to be? And now I know that you're saying, okay, okay, okay. Uh, we are approaching this thing because it has helped me so much that I, I approach this thing with a, an almost evangelical zeal. You need to hang out with us, though, because we're running out of time right here in the Cut Golf Studio for this particular segment. But when we come right back, we're going to tell you where you can go to get one and how you can save some money on it. And, you know, it ain't cheap. It's not a $10 piece of gear, but it's worth every single penny. So how much is it? Where do you get it? We'll hang out and we'll come back and we'll tell you that. We are those weekend golf guys. Don't you move. Why don't you follow us on Twitter? It's very easy. Just go to twitter.com. We are at WKND Golf Guys. That is it. WKND Golf Guys on Twitter. Follow us. We'd love it. You watch golf on TV, you're going to see golf ball commercials, and you're going to see pros like Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, telling you you should buy the golf ball that they think is the absolute best. And I wonder... How much do they pay these guys? And then I realize, you know, the golf ball companies don't pay these guys. We do. Every time we pay $40, $45, $50 for a dozen golf balls that someone told us is the absolute best, a large chunk of that goes to these guys who are already millionaires. A top-of-the-line, tour-quality, four-piece, urethane-covered golf ball that's long off the tee and easy to control around the greens should cost you about 20 bucks for a dozen. And if you buy it from Cut Golf, that's exactly what it will cost. CutGolfCo.com. Use the coupon code Weekend Golf Guys, and it will cost you even less than twenty bucks. I can get you two bucks off every dozen you buy. The more you buy, the more you save. I just made that phrase up. CutGolfCo.com. Use the code Weekend Golf Guys. We are those weekend golf guys, and we are back. And the Smart Ball Golf Swing Trainer, I think I got that right. I'm not sure. I might have left out a word or so. But Rick Marcy is the inventor. He is the developer. (laughs) He is the genius behind this thing. And if you just use it, you are going to wow and amaze not only the guys you play with, but your very own self. You're going to go, wow, I didn't know I could do that. So, Rick, where do they go to get one, and how much is it going to cost them? So I'd like to offer your listeners on the show a special uh, 20% discount off of any listener who's listening to the show today. Cool. So you're saving. They're, they're 329 including shipping, anywhere in America, which is the price of, like, a good three-wood, cheaper yeah. than a driver. Yeah. And people are buying another driver, 500 bucks for a driver, 
It's not helping your game. Next year, another driver, another driver, another driver. How about changing your motion by using a device that costs the price of a cheap driver? Mm-hmm. So you're looking at three twenty nine delivered. You get what thirty two ninety twice, so sixty five eighty. I'll take off the price of anybody who goes to info at smartballgolf.com. On our website, smartballgolf.com, all one word, smartballgolf. Info at smartballgolf. Put in somewhere in the, in, the, in the email to me, just mention those weekend golf guys, and I'll send you one. For, I'll send you a special invoice through PayPal. You can pay with any credit card. You don't have to have a PayPal account, and we'll send you one right to your door. You know how it is. There's people out there that love our sport. They're, they'd love to get better. They don't know how to answer how. This shows you simply how to do it with no pain. And when you get over to the left half of the unit, you're going to start puring it every single time, and you'll feel it. I will attest. It has helped me actually be able to hit my irons. I no longer pull them all the way left. I'm hitting them farther than I did before because I'm hitting them right. And if I can get better at the tender age of 50-something, <laughs> so can you. All right? right. So check it out, smartballgolf.com or info at smartballgolf. Save yourself. And and thanks for the 20% discount. Just mention Weekend Golf Guys, and Rick will hook you up. And thank you for uh, joining us here. And again, like Rick said, don't spend a whole lot of money on a new golf club until you actually learn how to hit it right. Spend some money on this device first. We thank you for being here. Rick, take it easy, man. And go Sox. And we want to thank you for listening. Go to our, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys, and like us there. Hang out at our website, thoseweekendgolfguys.com. What can I say other than practice? Maybe you get a smart ball golf trainer and learn how to hit it right. No matter how you do it, hey, just go play some golf. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.